got something to say, but you want to say it with your body, with ink, or a piercing, get down to Stingray Body Art. 386 Cambridge Street in Austin Rock City, right next to O'Brien's Pub. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoo. Make an appointment right now. Go to StingrayBodyArt.com. Check out the artists. They're on the left side of the page. And you're going to be like, I want to get a tattoo at Stingray. These artists are awesome. Stingray Body Art, Boston's best tattoos, piercing, and permanent makeup. Now offering laser tattoo removal right in the heart of Austin. Hey, I'm Pat B. I'm just Johnny. And you'll listen to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. There it is. Uh, uh, uh. Ladies and gentlemen, my man DJ Herbie Herb, keeping it sounding crisp and amazing for the first show of 2018, man. I'm just jazzed. Like, I got feel in my son. Okay, now I'm composed and I can handle things properly in the 2018. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. It's here. the future. No, it's not. It's 2018. I know, but I just wanted to cut you off real quick. Oh, no. I was about to say, in the year 2000. <laughs> Herb, I'm getting a real crackle in my headphones, man. Can you check that out? All right, cool. So, we are in the first show of 2018. Like I said, in-house, we have myself, Pat B. To the left, I look to just Johnny. Yo. And on the right side, special in-house guest, Meth of... Holy Crow and High Energy Vintage. That is correct. Going to be bringing us the latest and the greatest in... Art and magic and vintage and video games and fun stuff. Absolutely. Sorry, I didn't mean to throw you a curve there. No, that's cool, man. I'm not sure if Cass can see on the camera, but you've got all types of snazzy video games and videos and good stuff laid out. You want to hold up a couple things for the camera, let folks know what you're bringing in the house today. Yeah, man. So uh, I'm here to represent Holy Crow, which is your your source for art, design, and evidence of magic. We got some dope accessories, like some collar clips here. I see them. These are dope. They are cleavers with a chain. Put them on your on your lapel and look fly we also have some stuff from high energy vintage which specializes in vintage video games and media and all sorts of fun geek things like this never opened return of the jedi Wait, hold on. that's still that's still that's still shrink wrapped right still shrink wrapped still has the kb toys on it oh my wow. goodness right wow and we got some really wow mitt romney sit and spin yeah we got Okay, KB Toys. I remember KB Toys from when I was like when I was like a, a, a pup and a half. Dude, all these I feel like all these Nintendo games that I got here came from KB Toys. At, at least this far, I got Final Fantasy One here. Damn. Okay, still in the you got wait who no hold on pause who keeps the little little plastic uh, sleeve thingy that's like you don't you don't do that I'm gangster. No, to, to this, hey, you know gotta what? keep those. You, yeah. you kept those too. Yeah, because you could put toast in them. Toast. Toast. Yeah. It's ironic. The guy who doesn't eat find a different ways to store food around the house. <laughs> When yeah. You know. I'm no. You know. Yeah. You know. You want, when you go to your friend's house and you, and your mother tells you to bring a snack, you yeah. know, before you leave, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. It's I usually toast, and then you put it in there because you're. No. 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 There's no. No. Finish the sentence. That's the, right, there's, no, there's a never lead mind. in. I'm. I'm gonna naturally let you let your mind fill in the gaps here because it's like the next sentence for me was then you call child services. It slides right in. And then so. you eat it, and it even has like a little cutout so you can bite pieces of the toast as you're walking to your friend's house. Wait a it's a different experience than my childhood. Yeah, you know what? I had I had I had sandwich bags and an yeah. insert a lunchbox, my man. <laughs> yeah, I, man. I, think, I think y'all need. I just needed help. What were those fruit snacks that were sharks? Sharks. Oh, the little the little gummies. Yeah. 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 I, I remember those. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the names, but I think they were were they, were they, they were before Gushers. Yeah, I don't remember the names because we always got the like market basket ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That, okay. That's different. When you, when, when you're like, I don't remember the names because there was so many. Meth's yeah. like, I don't remember the name because we was Poe. Because we was Poe. 
All right. It's true. <laughs> We've got a little <laughs> far off the point. We have an awesome show lined up for you. We have the inside stuff from Holy Crow Art and High Energy Vintage. And Johnny and I are going to go through our top five for 2017. I myself are going to let you know what films I thought were worthwhile. John's going to let you know in his in his special, special way. Oh, what? yeah. Very special. Very the special. top five uh, games for 2017. Indeed, and we all know there is no more uh, more scrutinous, more <laughs> more hard to please, um, just angry, yeah. crotchety. Everyone's gonna hate my list. Uh, I, I feel like it, man. It's like okay, so Chess Simulator 2017, <laughs> Chess Simulator <laughs> <laughs> Advanced <laughs> Expansion. Chess Simulator. If, if Goat Simulator's on there, then we're good. <laughs> it's, Go, it's Goat a, Simulator Goat? the Chess Edition. I was just about to say that. You beat me to it. Yes! Yes! Instead of a knight, right? Yeah. Right? It's a goat. Oh mm. boy, that is that. This has gone so far, was so, that, so bad, so quick. Was that bad? That was, Ah! You are dismissed, sir. Yes! I did uh, it. Wow. Oh, starting off 2018, right? All right, dude. I'm going to start off with uh, some of the reviews I got because we're also talking about Molly's Game, the latest from uh, Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba, and kind of a sleeper under the radar movie that released at the very, very end, the tail end, the ass crack of 2017, and was actually pretty daggone good. And then, of course, there's, of all things to be released, like late... Uh, outside of contention for the Oscars, and I can't imagine why, Jumanji starring Kevin Hart oh. and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But believe it or not, there's actually a good amount to say about this. I'll jump into that one in a few. But first, I want to ask, does anyone in the house play poker? Yes, DJ Herbie Herb and I. And I, I guess no one else? We're alone in this? No, okay, I Herb. think I know uh, how to play poker. That's it's not, not the same. No, it's not my game of I've choice. I've played poker. I don't yeah. actively play poker. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, I know Herb plays poker. I've seen him at the meetings. But we're talking about <laughs> Molly's Game. the Actually, uh, based on a true story. Um, movie starring Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. There's a couple more names here I really want to throw out, too, because I was pretty impressed with this cast that no one really, um, well, the movie itself was kind of poorly advertised. Honestly, I didn't start seeing trailers for this until, like, a week before it came out, and I'm very surprised because the movie with Idris Elba, you'd think, would carry a lot more weight, a lot more, they'd want to push that as early as possible, as often as possible, because it was just damned interesting man i enjoyed the crap out of it and i am ashamed of the studio for not pushing a movie like this harder because molly's game was really good cool. the movies the story of oh, actually i'll break it down proper the proper um god dang it i'm, I'm i shouldn't chew gum on the air i do anyways <laughs> but no it's um just the proper breakdown is the true story of Molly Bloom, a beautiful young Olympic-class skier who ran the world's most exclusive high-stakes poker game for a decade before being arrested in the middle of the night by 17 agents wielding automatic weapons. And that's a really poorly laid out statement, but it's basically saying that's, that, that, that's very true. Uh, Molly Bloom, the woman who the story is about, is or was an Olympic-class skier. And not just like solo, but from a family of Olympic-class skiers. So she had juice and with a legacy would drive and promise and through a tragic accident and the way it's laid out here you really see the inside of what happened and it was complete bs the way her uh, olympic skiing career was ended which is very unfortunate but then uh getting back onto her feet and somehow falling face first into the world of underground poker and it turned out to be just this really crazy story that i honestly enjoyed and not just as a poker player but it's just really interesting to see how this type of um 
this type of this type of story, which is essentially just a biography of somebody. I was an athlete, now I'm not. You think, oh, I guess they got into drugs, or you know, uh, maybe they uh, got hit the sauce too hard, or maybe they had like family problems and ended up beating their spouse or something. Like none of that, none of that. Um, it actually proves to be. Uh, circumstance after circumstance after circumstance and just a ridiculous series of coincidences that was all true and introduced her to some good people and far more like terrible people and in a story where you can do everything right and still everything goes like blows up in your face that's a really interesting story that I want to check out and that was Molly's game so I got to call out first of all the acting of Idris Elba which everyone expects to be great and was great the acting of Jessica Chastain who's I think if this movie was released at a different time and I'm not sure why they chose to uh, wait till December till late December and uh, the year to release it I can surmise as to maybe it was just up against a few other top contenders this year but I still think I did it a disservice because I think she may have been up for an award for a performance in this there's several scenes where she gives some real emotion coming through and you believe it and also I love how she gets into the character and really represents that uh, that sense of this is somebody who's learned from a world of manipulation and is able to use those skills and even when she's purely innocent she can't turn it off so it always seems like she's manipulating you here or manipulating hmm. you there when no she's just really trying to be uh, truthful and emotionally expressive but you're just like yeah but I saw you last scene come on now you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah I, I see you crying but uh, I don't know yeah, you're able to fake that pretty well I see you tapping your foot. I knew it. I knew it. Basically, she's got tails is what I'm getting at. Um, I was damned impressed. I want to also uh, poll the group here because is anyone familiar with the work of Michael Sarah? No. No? But like. Michael Sarah. Like from like Arrested Development. From Arrested Development. And from Superbad. And, and that ridiculous cameo in Twin Peaks. Yes, that guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the guy with the nose and the hair. Uh -huh. Mostly the nose. Yep. The mumbling guy with the nose. Yep. And um, had a great performance in This Is The End. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Could anyone seen that one? If anyone, if, a lot of people hate Michael Sarah. A lot of people don't like Michael Sarah because, and it's not that he's a bad actor. I actually really like his acting, and I think he gets the short end of the stick a lot of times because most of the roles that he's given, that he that he that he wins, is um, a more mumbly, um, uh, kind of a kind of a repressed character. You know, he doesn't he didn't he's not he's not really like in your face and 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 and, and that I think has detrimented his uh, his public image because I like the guy. Scott Pilgrim versus the, the, the world was great. Scott Pilgrim being yeah, one of the Scott few exceptions. Pilgrim yeah, people awesome. really liked him in that. And I think it was a role that he was pretty much perfect for. Now, Scott Pilgrim aside, people don't like Michael Sarah, And in this movie, he really plays up to that. And just a hard, just a just an angry bastard of a role. And you hate him in this movie, which is great because he plays it perfectly. And apparently, um, from, <laughs> from interviews and behind-the-scenes accounts, of uh, the research for this uh, for this uh, picture, Molly's game, um, the guy that it was actually based on is one of the few people that was called out in um, uh, Molly Bloom's uh, testimony uh, before the um, uh, dang before the FBI, and I believe was named in the book because only a few people were named in the mm -hmm. book. Uh, a few celebrities: Ben Affleck, uh, Tobey Maguire, a few other people. Um, the guy is is very loosely <laughs> alluded to in this movie. Because he really was as bad 
as he's presented in the book. Hmm. And real names aren't given. Molly, the only real name that Molly gives in the uh, in the book is her own real name. In the movie that's given is her own real name as well because she wrote the book. It's about her. You can't really say, oh, you know, I have a reasonable doubt. No, no, none of that. But I was, I was just, I was hurt. To hear that the actual actor that that that, uh, that Michael Serer is supposedly based on is actually like that, but th- mm. but Molly's isn't the only person with stories like that, mm. including other actors and stuff. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say why not? Toby Maguire. Oh, of all people, I believe it. I believe people, it too. I believe it too. But he's a, he's also like you know? a card shark. I, like be- just, I believe that. You believe it? Wait, wait, I, I what, do what believe. Do you, because there's something, there's something behind his eyes that's cold. What? He's, you know? He's Spider-Man. He's, yeah, he was, but like... He, he was... Okay, have you ever seen the Cider House Rules? Yeah, I was just going to say, Cider House Are Rules. you going to tell me that <laughs> young man? Yes. upright, yes. citizen? Yes, there's like a sociopath streak in there. I see it, man. Wow. I don't know. There's like, it's an aura thing. I don't know. There's something about him that like, oh. I always got this like, that guy could be a real piece of work. I let this guy you know? walk my grandma across the street and you know, uh, uh, to church on Sundays and stuff, man. Sure, but then you look and your grandma doesn't have any money in her wallet. Damn. He was smiling the whole time. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> Nana, it's, it's Nana's own fault for, 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 for you know playing poker with the guy. She should have just said no. Yeah, that's he, called the Pee Wee Herman effect. The Pee Wee Herman effect. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, well Pee, you mean Paul Rubens, right? Pee Wee Herman was he was a he was kind of a. I'm, I'm talking about Toby. That 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 look that both of them have, right? This like, innocent like, sort of oh, you could trust them, but all of a sudden they're you know stealing or. Doing stuff in the theater. Well, I get what you're saying. There's got to be a better name for that. I like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. And Toby Maguire has that has that like pumpkin pie haircut there with the. Plus, I got a little more. I got a little more respect for a total pervert than for like a total sociopath. I don't know. That's like. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Learning a lot about meth today. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah, right. Wait. Wait. What does that say? But what does that say? Well, we're friends. What? Oh, oh man. Oh. 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 Well, it means you're not a sociopath. <laughs> that's the, that's what it means. That's what it means. Thank you. Thank you for churching it up a bit. Uh, a, little, a little of me was about to die on air today. Looking out, man. Um, but that does not change the fact that Molly's Game is a uh, very good movie. I'm I'm really um, impressed with the level of detail that they uh, showed, too, because it's not a short movie. It's a long movie, and they take their time to present everything and they present and present properly. I, I really thought it was well done, and you don't notice the time passing by until you realize, I've been in here for like two hours. Hmm. And everything is played out from uh, her stint in the Olympics and training for it, and her father just really, really just beating on her that uh, uh, second place is the first loser type stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it's played by that, that part is played by um, Kevin Costner, who I mean, we're not all crazy about uh, Dancing with Wolves there, but he's not in this picture much, and he did a good job as just the overbearing father when he was on screen. What's wrong with Dancing with Wolves? I can see that. Dancing with Wolves, really? Yeah. Mm. Dancing with Wolves sucks. It does. Suck. Dance with ridiculous the wolves. story about this ridiculous story about these proud Native Americans being saved by the one white guy who managed to get lost in the frontier. Yeah, well, that, it, that part's stupid. It but. totally sucks. Yes, it is. And Avatar that, and did that better anyway. Oh jeez. And then I don't want—I don't want to lose my legs. So what's going on is we're going to scout a bunch of. And okay, not just the acting and the performance. The story itself. For, for, for whatever the hell reasons, like, okay, we're going to present this story about cultures uh, meeting and, and coinciding, finding a way to coexist, even though eventually uh, one of them is going to dominate the other one. At this time, we're going to find common ground. And this could be a really beautiful story about, you know, tolerance and understanding and different cultures coming together and in peaceful forms from times of war. Instead, how do you present it? Well, they're going to be these savages that cut people open and scalp them on, on scenes. And, and no one listens to please and the white flag means nothing at all. 
all this horrible stuff. And then, and then we're going to paint the invading armies as these heroes who are just there in a bad situation. But what they got to do is they got to survive, you see. And how do they do that? They kill off these horrible, horrible savages. And then once Kevin Costner comes in, suddenly he's the beacon that shows I've got integrity. And I've got cojones and I can face an enemy army. So hence you should trust me. And then I'm going to screw your daughter. And then I'm like, dude, where <laughs> yeah. did all this come from? This is This was pushed to me as... Um, I don't know, kind of like a Last of the Mohicans thing, you know. I understand mm-hmm. these cultures, and I'm gonna help you understand them, and we're all gonna come together. And it was j- really this Whoa, is this you're, you're, you're giving about? credit to Last of the Mo- that one. That's a uh, that, 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 that's a that's a pretty horrible movie yeah. itself. But that one's it's better than Dance with Wolves. Better? Dance, it, At least okay, it's based it, on a decent, not great, but decent American novel. Yeah, look at, <laughs> look, 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 look at it this way. If I can put it in perspective, okay. If um, if Last of the Mohicans is Twilight, then Dances with Wolves is Fifty Shades of Grey, the Twilight <laughs> fan fiction that just went horribly awry. You see what yep, I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. And neither one started totally. off too high up there. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. How do we? Where are we on Molly's game? I actually really I like that 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 analogy made sense really to good. me. I dig that. Yeah. Well, but thank you. But well, we've gotten so far off What's... the point of Molly's game here. Uh, I mentioned the acting because I was damned impressed with everybody and Tobey Maguire's. Sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, I did not say that. And Michael Sarah is an actor that I don't really expect too much range from. But normally he plays really likable guys that you just, for some reason, don't like because of some char- uh, characteristic they carry. In this one, he's playing somebody who, uh, he runs that subterfuge on you where it's like, he seems just kind of like an innocent guy. Hey, you know, I'm here, I play the game, maybe I want to help out, I've got connections, let me see if I can call someone for you. And then he's slowly taking over and it's like criminal activity. And he's just hateful and you love him for it because it okay he does real world stuff which i mean i guess i can't attribute too much to michael Sarah. if this was really what the actor in question did things like he's going to this poker game and once he realizes he's become the driving force in this game people want to play with him you know they want to say they're in the room with a celebrity so now he's got juice so it's like i want to make sure things are run a little more fair so i'm going to bring in my own card counting machine to make sure that the shuffles are, are, are fair and i'm going to charge you uh, to rent them because it's still my property you know being introduced into this public game you know so he does like little things like that he introduces people who he has influence over into the game which is not technically illegal, but way highly it's unethical. Super shady. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's indeed. a great tactic, though. If you're having other players that are under your control, that increases okay, if, your chances of. And also do, the tactics do they tackle of the sociopath. Yes, I knew it. That Spider-Man like is a menace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Johnny's showing his true colors here. Um, Idris Elba plays her attorney in this. Great performance by Idris Elba. He's doing that, like, he's that American accent, but far better than he did in, uh, in not Pacific Rim, what was it? Um, in uh, Prometheus. Mm-hmm. Because he had some weird country Fantastic movie. thing going on. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it right now. You, you desist. <laughs> Um, he does a, a decent American accent, especially when you hear how British he actually is. It was, oh, it, was so it was, British. it was not, it really is. It was not jarring though, which I really liked. And I liked Idris Elba in this. He was a nice addition and a couple of like random things are thrown in that you would never expect. You know, it turns out to be a heartwarming story and Molly is, albeit, uh, albeit somewhat, uh, someone who's, uh, um, who's persevered in a shady field. She's, uh, she shows integrity. Um, she has her own code of ethics that she never violates, even when it would be opportunist, uh, opportunistic to her to do so. And the whole thing is presented with like, care 
and it's well paced. Uh, the acting was spot on. Um, I'm a little upset that it didn't get more push beforehand, and it's, I think, already almost been all but forgotten about by now, and it's only been in theaters maybe three weeks, but the movie's called Molly's Game. It's still playing in your local theaters. It probably will be playing in any theaters for a little while. Uh, check it out. It stars Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, and Kevin Costner, of course, Michael Cera, several other people. Um, dude, it was just Is that it, Chris O'Dowd? Impressive. I'm sorry? Is that Chris O'Dowd from... Uh, uh, from uh, yes, IT it crowd? Yes, it is. Chris O'Dowd plays a very interesting role. I love Chris O'Dowd. Uh, he's <laughs> he's, he, he's, he's kind of lovable in this one. Cool. You won't like him, but he's he's still kind of right. lovable. All right. So moving on. Oh, I got to stop. I'm sorry, Herb. I hit the mic. What, what's the thumbs on this? Oh, thumbs up. My bad. That, yep. is, def- that is a definite thumbs up. There we go. All right. Ooh. So now let's talk about Jumang- Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. Jumanji. Oh, we got Dwayne The Rock. <laughs> We got Kevin Costner. Oh, Kevin Costner. We got Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner's in every movie now. And Jack Black's. Oh no, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a Dagon Good remake. Uh, sequel. Sorry, this is a sequel to the original Jumanji, starring uh, Robin Williams way back in 1994, I believe a it was. Sequel. Yes, this is an indirect sequel to what was back then just kind of a quirky vehicle to get Robin Williams and some animals, you know, uh, breaking down a house and some weird effects. Uh, back in the mid '90s to now, um, a story that's it, it, it's got its own world that it built mm-hmm. properly. When you uh, mm-hmm. uh, incorporate incorporate everything from the original picture, starring uh, as I mentioned, Robin Williams, starring excuse me, BB Newworth, uh, David Allen oh, Greer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, love that guy. And the very young, uh, oh, what's her name with the teeth? She got the funny looking boobs. Um, played uh, Mary Jane in the first Spider-Man movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Kristen, oh, Kristen Dunst. Kristen Dunst, yeah. Kristen I was Dunst, like, she yes. was in that movie, right? She was in Jumanji? Yeah. She, yeah, no very kidding. young Chris, Kristen Dunst. Yeah. She, was, huh. she was child-sized. Yep. With the teeth, yep. With the teeth. That's what, this, no, she is. She's like the teeth and the shoulders. What? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah just, it's just like... Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Crazy Beautiful? I, you got these... Yeah. Like, yep. Anyways, <laughs> Jumanji starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I, I wonder if we can still stop, if we can stop calling him The Rock now. Because it's been God knows how I, I long. I think we can only stop calling him The Rock when he runs for president. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I, no. But then we have I to call him President The Rock. Uh, the president The Rock. Yeah. Yes. Huh. The Rock for... Okay, let's see the Putin presidential up elbow. Putin's <laughs> walking around in his... In his he's, like, he's like shirtless on a horse. Well, you, have, you, have you seen our oh. president with that tattoo? <laughs> All right. <laughs> those, mm-hmm. those Putin pictures of him with like... On the horse, it's like shirtless with the rifle. Yeah, those are can. freaking hilarious. They are, but you know what? I, I'd, I'd rather have that running my country. I'd rather have that running my country than the greatest president ever, with the greatest hippies ever in the world ever. <laughs> my Trump impression has gone so far downhill. Dude, I thought you were like, being Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that uh, was. I, I might. I, that was Mike Tyson. I used to have a spot-on Trump impression. You know what happened? I did it when we hosted um, the Festival of Indie Games. Mm-hmm. They hated it. I've never been able to do it right ever uh, since. You I, I did, and you know what? I'm not sorry. I hate <laughs> that guy so much. Him, man. <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't fair, man. I did a Trump impersonation, and y'all thought first, Michael, uh, Mike Tyson. That's beautiful. <laughs> you, you did the high pitch for us? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's ludicrous. You got to ludicrous. You know, Mike Tyson. See, okay, that's so close, that's, right? that's Mike Tyson. Also, yeah. anytime we come to like the matters of politics, I would much rather have Mike Tyson running this country Shoot. than Donald Trump. Oh, it's yeah. a toss-up, man. You, know, you, you, you say, okay, Kim Jong, way to eat your children. <laughs> Real, <laughs> or at least face, part of them. Face the two of them. Real. Kim Jong is just there, like just the the Tyson's belt buckle. Like, <laughs> I, I, I have a three-second like Lay it on divergent. Us. Okay, so Mike Tyson is apparently building a weed B and B 
in the middle of like the high desert in California right now. Really? Yeah, he's building a whole like like grow up to processing plants to be in like uh you know hotel specifically for cannabis tourism. Damn, right now. now I want to vote for him more. Yep. So that's, that's a good it. idea. All that's right. it. Okay. Tyson Cannabis is the company. Tyson Cannabis. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it. It yeah. shouldn't be in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but. well, he's trying to he's trying to draw. I mean, land is cheap in the middle of nowhere. You could do whatever you want, yep. and he's trying yep. to draw like people there. And he knows that he can also get cheap labor there because there's nothing there. Yeah. All right. Well, so, ho- anyway, well, hopefully, I want to be like full service. Then, like, he's delivering weed in things that look like and vans that look like the uh, Tyson Mysteries van. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the Tyson Mysteries. The Tyson. Tyson. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh, hey, there's got to be there's got to be a strain then called the Tyson Mysteries and the knockout. Or the punch out, I should say. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The, yep. All of them should be named the, after the knockout, different. The um, the knockout, the punch out, yep. the super bite. Yep. The uppercut. Gotta, gotta super yep. bite. The uppercut. The Balrog. Yep. <laughs> the Balrog. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So we've. I'm going to reach out to them because we've advertised for them for a solid minute and a half here on the show. But that has nothing to do with Jumanji. Nope. The Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, the 2017 action adventure story starring Dwayne Johnson, as we mentioned, Kevin Hart, uh, Karen Gillum, who uh, Gillen, who, if anyone is familiar with Doctor Who, Amy Pond herself. Oh. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Cool. Yep. I was wondering who that was. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Black. Oh wait, you you don't remember Karen Gillan? She was um. I, I don't she was watch Nebula Doctor Who. In, well, she was Nebula in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh. Yeah. See, she had so much hair in Jumanji, so it threw me way off. Well, it wasn't the blue paint that got you. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, I can see, see past the blue. Paint. blue yeah. But the hair. She she had no hair on, yeah, on you know, that. You know so. what that means? I, I I appreciate and applaud that because that means Johnny doesn't see color. <laughs> I see hair first. <laughs> that hair is, first. Uh, that's, that's your own fetish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so talking about Jumanji. Four high school kids discover an old video game console and are drawn into the game's jungle setting, literally becoming the adult avatars they chose. What they discover is that you don't just play Jumanji, you must survive it. To beat the game and return to the real world, they'll have to go on the most dangerous adventure of their lives, discover what Alan Paris left 20 years ago, and change the way they think about themselves. Or they'll be stuck in the game forever. Wait, Jumanji's a video game now? Yes, I love that. Jumanji has been updated to a video game now. Is but it, it but a they did it. Nintendo cartridge? It is. <laughs> uh, very close. <laughs> it is not a Nintendo cartridge. It is, it is actually an Atari, uh, I believe it was a 2800 Dang, cartridge with the wood I could have brought one of those. <laughs> nah, it's okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't forewarn you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't forewarn you, but are there Atari 2800s at... 20, High energy 2600s, 2800s, ColecoVision, Activision, you name it, we got oh, it. man. Oh. Full yeah. coverage. Dang. Wait, 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 wait. Now I'm going to throw you a curveball. Is there a 5200? You know, I don't actually. Ah. I'll have to check. I asked the would know. Second curveball, do you actually have any working controllers? Yes. Whoa. Well, the controller, That's I think, rare. is the main thing that have people preserve. tons of Atari then controllers. Then things break in, like... We have tons of Atari controllers. You mean, yeah. like, the... The, the joystick yep. one yeah, with the tons ones of buttons. You could never just, use the damn buttons. Yeah, <laughs> they are literally... Everything that we have is tested. It has 30-day warranty, and we literally have them just hanging on the wall right now. All right. Hey. So. Well, you might have a copy of Jumanji somewhere amidst the... I uh, might. I'll, I'll pop it in and... We'll no, do not. Spoly Crow presents Jumanji. Speaking of Tyson's Desert, someone raided the desert that they buried all the Atari oh. stuff. <laughs> you know what? This thing was found in the goodwill, and I do like how it does not shy away from the end of the original Jumanji movie. It shows how um, the uh, game board that the kids found on the beach what that was what that turned into. And there's mm. a little bit of magic involved when the board game back then has now been updated to the video game that the kids find. Because good magic, though. Uh, well, good magic. Uh, more like plot device magic. 
I, I like it. I like, like plot device yeah. magic. All right. Well, plot device magic can be forgiven because we're talking about Jumanji. This isn't this isn't like the latest Stephen uh, King uh, deeply thought, or even better, this isn't like the latest uh, uh, Christopher Nolan uh, deeply planned out epic. This is freaking Jumanji. It's freaking Jumanji. But you know what? <laughs> Jumanji was good. Jumanji was a damn good time because it starts off with a very simple story about these kids. They're doing some stuff that causes them to get in a situation where they're all forced together, but they're from different. Most of them are from different walks of life. So it's not just a story about we've got to survive this adventure. It's a story about different personality types getting along. You know, finding ways, finding neutral ground so they can coexist and uh, survive in this strange world, which could normally be hokey. But you know what? I think we've just lost touch over the years because we're familiar with, we're all over 30, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, it hurts to say. Sadly. Especially because Herb over there is 22. We are all old. Uh, We're all... (laughs) Of a certain generation where any movie that tried to present these issues was corny and obnoxious and very insulting to the uh, viewer's intelligence. Yeah, or had heart as an element. Heart as a literal as an, weapon. As, as a literal, like, why? Yeah. The only good thing was the monkey. It was anyway. all terrible. Well, great strides have been taken over the years to make those less corny, less hokey. And other than VeggieTales, which surprisingly sells extremely well, is, um, I don't know, has merit. It has entertainment value and is being more well done. I think that might be because of the people that are making them now of our generations that grew up with them being mm-hmm. so terrible. Well, but Jumanji is one of those stories where it starts off as kids and these kids select, they get into a situation where they're put together and they decide to play this game rather than doing any, anything actual productive. And they choose their avatars. And when we see The Rock, when we see Kevin Hart, when we see Karen Gillum, when we see Jack Black, uh, those are their avatars in the game. And a lot of the comedy comes from that as well, because uh, hmm. it's this, it's basically this girl who's one of the plastics ends up being Jack Black. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the comedy comes from her uh, realizing, oh, my God, I'm a fat middle-aged man. Oh, my God, what's happening here? And that's a joke that no one will get unless you're watching the, screen, the stream, which you should be watching on twitch.tv slash thegeekdown. But uh, I won't harp on that too long. I'll just say I had a great time watching this picture. I thought everyone everyone gave a really great performance, uh, which is surprising because Kevin Hart is a solid comedian. I haven't really thought that much of his acting. But in mm. this role, I think it was just him playing the form of somebody who's essentially having an out-of-body experience and really having a hard time coping with it. Mm. Really worked to Kevin Hart's style of comedy and delivery. So someone who's normally very uh, confident and sort of comfortable in their body and mm-hmm. because... Uh, they're a sports player, so they're used to having a bigger physique and then going into Kevin Hart's body, which is the opposite of big and muscular physique, <laughs> or, or at least how they present it. Johnny, tell us how you really feel about Kevin Hart, there. No, this is how they present no, it. I, the I know. I, I'm giving you a hard time, man. You are, you are right, though. Kevin Hart is um, he's a short man. He's notorious for being short, and that's actually a large part of the comedy routine. Surprisingly in, in good shape, though, which is weird. Yeah, me and Kevin Hart have a lot in common. You and Kevin Hart? We're both very short. No, no, I'm sure Kevin Hart eats. We're both in good physique, but we're short. Yeah, we're we're like Like great great things in little packages. Kevin Hart enjoys a sandwich every now and then. Johnny's on his like third fast of 2018, (laughs) and it's only the eighth of the the year already. All right, so Kevin Hart um, really puts across that this is... Uh, abnormal for me because I'm in a weird place, I'm with weird people, and I'm not even in a body that I can be familiar with. That was really well done. The Rock story is about uh, identifying the worth in oneself, which was good, a bit of motivation and uh, positive reinforcement in this really goofy but still really entertaining picture. Great performance by Karen Gillan as well, who is somebody who just identifies it's okay to have self-esteem and understand that 
in the real world you're different but you can utilize skills that you have available to you i will also call out he's not on the list here but bobby cannavale um is a very ineffectual villain i think um i like the guy as an actor i really do ever since he was on will and grace he played vince mm-hmm on uh, Will and Grace, if anyone's ever watched that, uh, they ended the show, the original run, with Will marrying Vince, uh, a cop who's who just like kind of this, you know, kind of butch, uh, masculine demeanor, and he talked like he talked a little like Brad Garrett. I can't do a Brad Garrett impression, believe it or not, with his voice, I can't do a Brad Garrett impression. <laughs> you need a little more Queens in there. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm from Boston, son. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the whole thing is, uh, it's a masculine role, and you're supposed to buy him as like dark and angry in this in, the, in this movie and instead he's kind of like a cartoon villain mm. essentially he's um he's a more adult version he's a darker version of dick dastardly I mean, you know well he's kind of playing up to the to the uh the setting right it's they're in a video game so he plays himself like a well, video game villain no which is kind of like a cartoon villain Oh, okay. You know, from that point of logic, I can see it, huh. but I just didn't like his performance in this because he seemed ineffective. He was Van Pelt, the hunter. And in this modern, more modern take, modern going from board games to Atari games, but in this updated take, he's not just a hunter, he's a warlord. Yep. And a warlord in the African jungles, you'd think, okay, this guy's like wearing like, you know, pelts and teeth and stuff. And he's just got, he's got automatic weapons and he's just a scourge on the land. Nope. He's this random guy in a trench coat and an eye patch. Yeah, or not an mm-hmm. iPad. He got he got he got a weird eye thing and a missing eye, and it's okay. I'm not gonna harp on that because that's just one thing I was I didn't like as much as the rest. But the rest of this movie was so entertaining. There's a cameo by uh, Colin Hanks, which is very touching. Mm-hmm. There's uh, oh Nick Jonas comes out of nowhere in this, and he wasn't in the original advertising, so I was surprised by that. He didn't sing or anything, but he acts in a role that really uh, ties the story together. And it was surprising because it wasn't in the commercials. You never expected it to like happen and just be poignant. And that threw a curve that I think had a positive effect. Besides that, the effects were were, were just spectacular. I, I, I laughed my ass off at some of the um, some of the comic effects, the um, more like dramatic, angry animals charging into. I, I felt real danger, and I'm looking for his name. I can't see his name. There's this uh, New Zealander comedian who was on a bunch of episodes of At Midnight, and I can never remember his name for some reason. But he is the guide that introduced them to Jumanji, and I'll find it later. I'll put it up on the um, on the post information. It'll all be in text. But this is a thumbs up for me. It's not a perfect movie, but it's one of those ones that you know you're not going in to see an Oscar contender. Mm-hmm. You just want to go in and have a good time. And as a sequel especially, it's just above and beyond what you would expect for a crash cab from a from a, uh, from a previously existing title. And I'm surprising. I'm refreshingly impressed with Jumanji. Yep, I, I agree with you. It's a thumbs up as well. Wait, you uh, saw this movie? I saw the movie, yeah. Why didn't you say that? This whole time I'm going on and I'm, you have no idea how tired people are of hearing me talk. And you sat there like, I could jump in, but no, he's... Yeah, he's you're you know, doing a good job. I, you hear me? I'm hoarse. Yeah. Okay, I welcome the input, man, please. It, yeah, everything you said was the uh, same thing that I would say. It's uh, You watch this for the comedic elements of this movie, and it definitely lands a lot. There's a lot of good one-liners or a lot of good setup and delivery on the jokes, and uh, there's some that are definitely laugh-out-loud funny. And, <laughs> yes, they were. Uh, and you, you're going to watch it for that. Everything else, the action, it's you know run-of-the-mill stuff. But for the comedy stuff, you're going to get kind of like, um, what was that other comedy jungle movie jungle movie yeah with ben stiller way back when oh uh, tropic thunder tropic thunder it, it it you're gonna get that that kind of 
not the same kind of comedy, but you're going to get a good, funny, in the jungle. And the Mighty Jungle. The Mighty Jungle. Mighty Jungle. There's other lions. Yeah, but they're asleep. Okay. Tonight, right? Just tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, thumbs up for me as well. All right. So, two thumbs up on Jumanji starring uh, Bobby Cannavale, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Karen Gillum, and Reese Darby. That's the guy's name. Uh, Reese Darby, very, 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 very. He's got that accent. It, you, could, you can't miss him. He's got that mustache too. Uh, he was also in um, uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Oh yeah. Now you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I just watched that movie like two <laughs> right. weeks ago. Now I'm trying to remember which character on that movie. Oh, he was the head of the werewolves. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the werewolf leader. Oh, all right. That's which is why, surprising that's because it was a more serious role in a nowhere near serious movie. Like that nah, movie was extraordinary. Yes, more goofy. serious. Goofy as hell. <laughs> I love that movie. Well, well, he he was the more buttoned down. Yeah. He was the less goofy. Of anyone in that cast, that's which is ironic insane. because in life, as a, as a comic, he is the more goofy of any of them. Um, okay, <laughs> we're, 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 before we get off on a tangent, I want to turn it over to Mef. Hey, folks. Here to represent High Energy Vintage and Holy Crow Art. And you've got some Hooray. goodies to share with the class. Yeah, so uh, for the next three, uh, let's see, we're on our second and a half week, so we got like a week and a half left. Holy Crow Art, your local... Uh, Art witches with magical jewelry and all sorts of fun accessories. Uh, we have a pop-up shop at High Energy Vintage, which is your local source for really amazing geek media. Okay. We got tons of, as mentioned before, tons of vintage video games, VHS, records, an amazing Laserdisc collection. Yeah, now Laserdisc is the hardest one to find right there because those are big-ass... Uh, just that I, th I think maybe up until Blu-ray, we're still um, we're the still, highest yep. uh, for, uh, quality format yep. that was available. Yep, really high high quality format. Even higher than being there in person. Yep, it's true. While high. While high. <laughs> I can I can attest. Having right. been to Batman in person while high. Oh, I would, we actually I, do have the Batman, like the like the 1989 Batman. Seriously? Laser disc, and, yeah. and you were high? And I because, was, because, because you had to be like seven. Because Well, you know, I was high on childhood. Okay. <laughs> All right. You brought some goodies here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I did. I brought can some I, can goodies. I show some of these? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna pick up a couple of these and show them uh, to the camera here. Uh, continue, please. Uh, these are some. Yep. So, so we got some some pretty choice goods here. So we have a uh, couple of Batman VHSs. So this is the Batman that were the uh, the film short reels uh, from 1949. The original serials. They used to run these in theaters. Yep. They sure did. And as you can plainly see, they spared no expense on the <laughs> costuming. <laughs> the ears on this. Uh, they're pretty goofy, but it's a really fun little piece to piece of, to have, especially if you're a hardcore Batman fan or just really love, you know, goofy black and white stuff like I do. All right. Um, uh, so we do have those for six dollars each. That is Metal Gear One. The original cartridge. This hey, joint, and also I want to want to point out to anyone who's played one of these suckers, had an NES back in the day. Johnny, what do you hear? I don't hear anything at all. Exactly. None of that. Yeah. Like the the, the 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 cartridge would get would, the, the uh, card would get loose mm -hmm. and the screws would rattle in these and that's how you knew they were done. Yep. Now, every, <laughs> that was the, that was the kiss of death. We have some pretty we have some pretty solid stuff at mm -hmm. uh like I said everything that we have there has been tested has 30 day guarantee. We do the Metal Gear. That one we're doing for ten dollars. We also have. This is probably the piece de resistance. Yeah, I'm, that we I'm have. upset at you for having this one. This is this is BS, and not not on some not on some jive sucker JVC. So this is you know a uh, uh, mess. But if you did, if you can zoom in on this, so, or not zoom so in. So this is actually this is this comes from the holy. Can you give me one of these too? Give one of these yeah, if you can. I, I, to do that, so you can see the glint 
off the light. That means this biznatch is is still shrink wrapped. How it's still the hell? Shrink wrapped. I'm upset that that's still uh, that, that's shrink wrapped because I, I kind of want a jacket from you. So this is from the Holy Crow collection. Yeah. So in addition to having jewelry and art and accessories, we also brought in our own collection of um, vintage clothing, vintage video games, vintage. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bring in some records. Uh, we have a bunch of our own stuff because we're also giant geeks and giant collectors. And this you? Nah. is Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced for the Game Boy Advance. Came out 2003. Never opens. This is factory sealed. Nice. It's pretty dope. All right. All right Doing quick. a special radio radio price on this. We do a 95. It goes for about 1, 110 on the eBay right now. So. All right. Wait, wait. So you tell them to like resell them? Do that? That's, that's... No, you want to take this for your cherished childhood memories. Yo, dude, it has a price tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> I got rent to pay, man. <laughs> All right, well. Plus, I have it already. I have the, um, I have a couple. Okay. I, anything that I have here, I have. Like, I have doubles of Metal Gear, and a final. I have Final Fantasy 1 with the sleeve that you can keep your toast in. Word? Oh, no, 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 not with the toast again. No, no, stop that, stop that. Uh, this Wait, one. so if you had, like, four or five of these, you could have hooked the brother up, like, years ago. What's going on? Yeah, I... Haters. I thought, I, thought we, I thought we were friends. All right, you know what? No, Johnny's my friend now. Aww. Johnny's my friend who will slide any any free NES now? games he has. That, now? I mean, Johnny, he's always my now. friend. Right? Well, okay, to be fair, I'm, I'm going I'm to step you up like one in the hierarchy now. All right. All right. All right. There you go. All right. Um, also, uh, let's talk about that piece you have there at the end. Which one? Because this. Wait, which one? This one. Which this one? Return of the Jedi puzzle Dude. that still has the KB Toys sticker I'm, on I'm it. I'm not jazzed about puzzles, but that's like that's that's oh. that, that's that's original and proper. Dude, it's from Craftmaster. That is awesome. I don't even know what that is. I don't either. It has an upside down rainbow on it and everything. Upside down. Like yeah, we got some cool stuff, and we also have Holy Crow. You know, we we do our things. There's going to be some rattling if you don't mind. Well, but. Talk to about Holy Crow, because she's going to be here tonight. Tell me about Holy Crow. So Holy yeah. Crow, Holy Crow is Awen Evans, who is a local, a local artist, which an all-around amazing human, and probably my favorite person of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I am totally unbiased, and she does some really awesome design work, like my pet Baphomet. <laughs> That's right. This is my pet monster is Baphomet. We do these. These just five bucks. Mm-hmm. Got punky, punky power enamel pins. Oh, bullshit. Yo, what? Yup. Oh, dude, Johnny, read this. Well, actually, hold on. Uh, Wait, Johnny, you, cool. you're younger than us, though. Do you know what Punky Power? Uh, is that Punky Brewster? Yeah. Yes, yes, it okay. is. Okay. Punky right. Brewster was my idol right, when I was, like, six years old. Yeah. All right, so Show check this out, Joe. Check it out. There's an enamel pin that says Punky Power on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we, that yeah. one's dope. We did that one for 10 we also have a couple of more of our fan geeky things. Yeah, we got this is like, this is like this is smelted. This isn't just like yeah, no, that's ca- diesel. Cut off some cardboard. Yeah, no, no, that's diesel. That's there, there's metal there. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna dig this. Yo, uh, all right, all right. A knock with your teeth too. No, leave my, you, can, you leave my teeth out of this. All right, <laughs> I, got, I got wisdom teeth coming in. It. Uh, yeah. Worst. Sorry. Five years old. I got a wisdom tooth coming in. I don't even How about think that? I, I don't even think I got them. Wisdom teeth? Yeah. Uh, no, they, they let me keep mine because um, my, all my teeth were coming in straight and proper because I've got good genes. Mm-hmm. And like, ah, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, great. I don't have to have that horrible surgery everyone's talking about with like holes ripped out of rip, rip, rip out of their jaw and like gauze for days. I'm like, ooh, lucky me, 35 years old and, and you know, oh, oh, God, why am God with the? Ugh. I'm like, couldn't I have gone through this when I was two? But no, I couldn't. No. Well, maybe adult, adult teeth when I was two. Let's let's re- let's retract my statement. <laughs> I just got a terrifying image, and I kind of love it. Kinda no, make don't, that don't, don't 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 put that on me. I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna have bad dreams tonight. That's cool. I'll, I'm gonna sell a couple more things. You're gonna sell some. Gonna sell yeah, some I'm gonna adult, sell some more sell some adult teeth. Yeah, I'm gonna sell some more adult <laughs> teeth. I'm gonna sell some of our more geeky things. As if you are a regular geek down listener mm-hmm. and you 
know of us, you know that we are Buffy dudes. Yep. So we have our Buffy pack here. Mm-hmm. This is our three Buffy themed buttons. We got the moon, we got um, the Slayer asking me how, and we got the Mr. Pointy button along with the temporary tattoo for the Mark Vigon. If you're a Buffy fan, you know that that is the tattoo of Giles's Chaos Magic Cult. No kidding. So we have a lot of fun with that one. We did that one for $10. And this is our brand new pack. This is our Twin Peaks button set. We got our Owl Cave button. We have our Black Lodge floor pattern. We have our My Log Does Not Judge Log Lady pen. We do this one for five. And let's see, what else we got? We got some jewelry here. Beautiful cold dipped quartz piece. Oh, this is like QVC, man. I, I well, I'm, I'm the, holding it up yeah, because like, do, like the, the stuff, hands, it's small know? and the yeah. cameras are up. But yeah. yeah, no, it's a lot of cool stuff. You can see all this stuff. You can see everything here on holycrowart.com. Uh, and all the video games you can find at High Energy Vintage. And we're going to be there uh, from every Thursday through Sunday. All right, cool. What's the address now? The address is 459 Somerville Avenue, uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. If you are local to the area, it is across from the Market Dude, Basket. No one's, no one's local enough that they're going to look across the Market Basket. The market, market Basket, basket has basket. full coverage everywhere. Just there, There's one Market Basket in Somerville. I know this because everybody in Somerville is always there all the time. Forever. Uh, market Basket for your for your <laughs> yep. for the latest in dusty uh, off-brand colas. Dude! I... Yeah, you, you, got a, you had a good birch no, beer, didn't the you? the Jacks, man. You remember the Jacks? So, like, if you go into the market basket, yeah. you get, like, the Bachmans, like, the cruddy... Wait, why are you... No, I, I go uh-uh. high-end, okay? No, None man, this, no, I'm, I'm talking... Not... This is back to, like, you know, cruddy, like, fruit snack, like, yeah, you know, I, childhood I, I, time. I, I, I can't go back. <laughs> I, I, I can't, never go I can't, back. No, never. I've got, I've got enough. Uh, I've got enough. I have to cut out of my diet. Let me have this. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm, I'm allergic to gluten. Yeah. I'm allergic to oats. I'm allergic to peanuts. I mean, Leo, let me have something. I can't do peanuts anymore either. Anymore. I used to be able to. No, I can't do any nuts oh. or legumes. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I can do soy. That's it. Soy. Yeah, soy is the rough one. If anyone's yeah. allergic to soy. Yeah, soy's tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. The geek down feels for you. We'll put out. We'll start out. We'll start a uh, start a GoFundMe for people yeah, allergic to soy. Totally. And you guys, let me know. On I can come over and cook for you. So. Oh, well, hell yeah! I'll take you up on that. <laughs> All right. All right. So it was high energy vintage uh, right here. In, well, not right here, but in Somerville, Massachusetts at 429. Four, I think it's 459. It's 459? Either, it's 459 or 429. Okay, let's get the actual We're address get the correct, actual address. but also holycrowart.com. Yep, and you can also, the best way to follow both of us is on Instagram. Uh, high Energy Vintage's Instagram is just at High Energy Vintage, and Holy Crow's is at holy.crow. We also have Facebook presences for both High Energy Vintage and Holy Crow. And we're going to be cross-promoting a bunch of really super fun stuff the entire time. We've been putting together fun, like, like Holy Crow and High Energy Vintage uh, posts. So, like, the other day, we did a whole Cold War theme one where we have, like, the... Cold min- War. Yeah, so we have, like, we have a glass sculpture of the Challenger. <laughs> okay, what? So, hey, what did I got? I have a glass sculpture of the Challenger. What, 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 prompt, what prompts that as, like, a project where Dude. it's like, you know what? Day one, I think the Challenger I needs to be represented. Dude, I don't know, but we have it. We're selling it for twenty five dollars. Wait, that's it? Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Yeah, we have that, and uh, so we did like a whole Cold War thing where we have a couple of Cold War movies mm-hmm. and some like uh, we actually had a film camera, a, a Soviet film camera, sixteen millimeter Soviet film In camera. In Soviet Russia, yeah. camera filled you. <laughs> Wait. It- <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so it's 429 Somerville Ave right here in Somerville Ave, uh, right here in Somerville, Massachusetts. If you're local, check it out. If not, you can check out highenergyvintage.com and also be be on the lookout for Holy Crow Art. And you can check them out at holycrowart.com. Holycrowart.com, highenergyvintage at Instagram, holy.crow at Instagram. Find us all on Facebook. Give us a holler Thursday through Sunday uh, at the shop. And uh, also just kind of want to throw in, if you are in Boston this Saturday, Mm -hmm. Holy Crow will be slinging goods and some magic, possibly some palm readings at uh, a really awesome kind of pop-up dinner slash dinner theater slash Viking ridiculousness called Once in Valhalla. Once in Valhalla? Yes. Once in Valhalla. It's a full seven course Viking inspired meal with specifically brewed beers and meads. Mm. There's mighty roasts. There's, there's, people are going to be all dressed up like, uh, like the different gods in Valhalla. Awen, who is Holy Crow, is going to be Freya, who. If you are uh, uh, appropriate, yeah, t- totally. I mean, she has a sled pulled by cats, so that's exactly Eowyn. I would expect no less. I have not figured out which god I am going to be. Hmm. I don't know. Let's see. There's I'm a lot to be on, said for Ra. I'm working on that one. Or, Zeus. Kalis. 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 It is. I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna show up as as uh, what the heck's the dude from God of War? Was it Kratos? Kratos? Kratos. Yeah. Do I'll it. Just show up as Kratos. Yeah, show up as Kratos. <laughs> You're like, that's not even a real god. I no, don't care. No, but it, it, it'll also be fun to see you and nothing but like your body paint and that the 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 cold outside there. Done it. We are uh, wow, that is frightening. I'm I'm a gangster. I, I, can't, I can't imagine the things that may have like shrunk and broken off. <laughs> All right, we've gone to a weird place, so I'll say thank you very much, Mef. Always a pleasure, Pat. High energy vintage and holy crow art. Check them out. All right, now I'm going to turn it over to my man, just Johnny, who I know is just oh. over there salivating, just oh. chomping, just Dang. waiting oh. with the oh. white-knuckled excitement to give us his top 10 games of 2017. Johnny, lay it on us. Oh, are, we, are we on 10, or am I doing five? Oh, I'm sorry. T- top five. I'm sorry. I got so excited. I couldn't wait. I, I'm just make up five games after that. Oh, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> it's like, um. Sandwich what, Pro. Learns Ball. Learns ball. Learns ball. Two thousand. Yeah. Uh, snail the revenge. I'd play that. <laughs> this time it's slimy. Okay, so my top five games of 2017. Uh, number five is Divinity Original number Sin five. Two. So this is a sequel to a game that came out. Uh, it was a Kickstarter project that got a whole lot of backing, mm-hmm. and they actually delivered. So. For the first one, they actually delivered and created a fantastic game. This is a sequel to that. They pretty much cranked everything that they did in the first game up to 11, and that's what Divinity Original Sin 2 is. Uh, The first one, it was one of the unique aspects of it was that it's co op RPG campaign. Mm -hmm. So you're playing through a meaty RPG campaign story with your friend if, if, if you want. And in this one, Original Sin 2, they bump it up to four people. Mm. And the big thing is that you can make decisions on quests and other story elements that impact one another. And you have to, 
if you come at odds with one another, that will actually end up causing uh, disputes between you and your friends that you're playing with. You talk about in game, not just in game. Hey, man, stop sitting on my leg. Okay, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to run this campaign. Or more likely, since we're probably not playing in the same room. Hey, man, crunching the microphone. Okay, I'm trying to do something here. Or rather, where's Leroy? Wait, Leroy. Is is Leroy on? We got to start. We got. Okay, okay, fine. Jenkins. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing those aren't the issues you're talking about. You're talking about in-game stuff. Uh, in-game, but that can happen too. I that mean, can happen uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm playing my that. girlfriend through the through the single player cam- or the the campaign mode, and mm-hmm. we're we're basically on you know double checking because we played the first one, so we were making sure that we're uh, in in line with one another before making major decisions. But we you know <laughs> we messed up on something. We end up before killing. I kill this unit, I gotta check with the wife. <laughs> Yeah, we got we gotta make sure we're, we're in, we're in line. Real. Every now and then, I'll Too pick real. like uh, I'll pick some things that she hated uh, that I picked, and she'll pick things. That I'm like, oh, all right, we'll we'll just roll with it. And uh, you know, sometimes we'd uh, we'd want to go back on a decision, but then I'm like, you know what? We're sticking with our decisions, and then we just keep going. And it like it changes up the story and the NPCs that you're interacting with. So uh, great game. Uh, so that's number five. Ooh, number a tough love from Johnny there. Number five. So number four, number four uh, is a game called Pyre. This is uh, an indie game. I've heard of this. It is wild. Uh, I, it's so weird to explain because it's like uh, you take a adventure style, point and click adventure style game, mm-hmm. and then you combine it with basketball slash rugby. What? And then you wrap it all in like this very mystical RPG. <laughs> and that's what Pyre is, where you're leveling up your characters, but you're leveling up their stats to make them better at playing this essentially sports-like game where each... each uh, So there's your team of three contenders, and there's uh, the other three, and you're performing this rite of fire uh, thing that ties into the storyline and stuff like that. And basically you are... There is a ball that spawns in the middle. You, you're taking one character at a time, and you're running to the ball, and then you're carrying the, the ball, the orb, uh, and you're sort of the slam dunking object. it. You're, you're kind of like slam dunking it into the opponent's fire to extinguish their flame, and if you do that enough times, you win the game itself. Mm-hmm. But you can sort of jump your whole body into the flame which has its own repercussions if you do that. Okay. Or you could try well, to throw it into their fire as well. Now you got to church it up, though. As you do that, you're playing Metallica's Jump in the Fire! <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh, there, there's an announcer that's, that's sort of commentating on the things you're doing, too. And it, okay, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is it a funny announcer? Is it like one of those... Is it, is it a guy that sounds like one of those English Grand Prix announcers Actually, who's announcing every move? If it, you wait, add really? an echo to what you just said, really? you'd be pretty close. Yeah. Oh. It is awesome. You know what? The, I'm, I'm with that. I'm actually okay with that. Yeah, the commentator that's... is just, he's calling out uh, the characters' names. And all, because it's an RPG, mm-hmm. the uh, things that are happening are the dialogue is very scripted to what's actually happening in that particular matchup because. In the story, it's it's written into the story. Like you're you're fighting against the in each each sort of group that you're going up against has their own little name, and mm-hmm. each of the members oh, of that it? group have their name. So he's oh, like calling cool. out their names. Oh, they're they're cool. They, uh, so so there's different yeah, races. That, 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 that's a no. I'm like yeah, I, they're, they're cool. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they are cool. It's, it's kind I only, of hard I, to I only ask because when the games are when I when I play games that aren't 
like that, that are based off of made up sports or, or made up variations of real sports. You know, like um, like uh, 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 damn it, um, what's the word? Arcade racing games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, games like Mutant League. You know, you get these really funky uh, kind, kind of awesome uh, uh, team names. And uh, you, my favorite names of all time are the Screaming Evils. <laughs> yeah. And and this star Bones Justice. You know, like those are those are badass names. That's all. Bones that's, that's, that's Justice all. is a real good name. Yeah, Bones Justice. That is, is my a favorite. real good name. Yeah, that is so like that's, that's like a goth cowboy name. <laughs> you walk in, and you're like Bones Justice is in town. Oh, you can't mess with Bones Justice. You cannot mess with Bones Justice. Bones Justice. That's great. Bones Justice that's cannot a- validate your parking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, John. That, that's why I asked. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, so. Uh, as I said, you're playing through and you're scoring and you're getting storyline elements and there's different races involved. This is a very like weird world too. It's it's out there. There's a there's a dog race called the Curs. There's this. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> there's this. Uh, uh, I guess the humans can turn if they're in this. So all, you're playing in order to get unbanished. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're exiled to this weird, I guess, hell area, and you are playing. And their to, special maneuver, cannon fodder. Yeah, you, you're playing these matches in order to send one person in your group back to freedom. Oh, the back, hero. His name the is Commonwealth. the Commonwealth. And uh, and as you're playing through, um, <laughs> if 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 uh, for the humans, if they're in this world for too long, they start to sprout horns, or at least that's what. That's what the uh, that's it not says. So, anymore, well, that that's what makes them demons. So, so there's like these demons. Oh, demons. There's humans. There's the the curs. There's like these I little heard tiny about this game. I thought it sounded cool. You've sold me so hard on this. Yeah, it is, it this is game really cool. sounds really you cool. Get, you get like this little tiny uh, imp. There's a worm. Uh, the worm. The worm race is so awesome because okay, now you're losing they, me. Worm races. The, they, all right, so they're worms, but with one big giant eye at the end. Yeah. And then their tail is sort of kind of bladed, and they wear suits of armor, and they think they're knights, and all they want to do is just fight wars. They don't care about anything about who they're fighting against. They just, everything is this a battle This sounds to like them. some copyright infringement all of a sudden. It's like, <laughs> I got these worms. They just want to battle each other. <laughs> they're not, not, not in the playful worm kind of way. They're like, okay. they're very like knightly and, and regal and like. Regal worms. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, that, okay, okay, I'm going to take a word for it. It still sounds gross. Yeah. It, fantastic game. Pyre? Really out there, I Pyre. I highly, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one I have lined up, I would have had a photo up, but uh, it's just a red box because it's Super Mario Odyssey at. I thought spot you were gonna say like three. it's me, Margaret, the video game. The what's the what? The red box, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> let that one sink in. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize to all our female viewers. Where all you do is just rent uh, <laughs> stuff no, from a market. Continue. No, okay. <laughs> you only play that video game for four days a month. <laughs> So I don't, uh, it's that Super game's, Mario that game is not fun, by the way. I'm gonna chime in on that for just a second, and then we'll get back to Mario. <laughs> the game is less fun. Herb's over there, like, what the? F- <laughs> so speaking of jumping red things, there we go. Uh, uh, there we go. Uh, you have Super Mario Odyssey, fantastic game, uh, came out in October, uh, it's one of the best platformer, it's definitely the best platformer of this year, it's one of the best in many years, and there's a lot of platformers, 3D platformers that mm-hmm. came out this year too. A lot of praise, and not just from this show. Yeah, yeah. Because across the, the board, you, right? you, 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 like, I don't know, you gushed all over this one for like a solid, a solid five to ten minutes. 
and what was surprisingly a review of Party Hard. So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it, but, it, no, you really, you really dug the, you really dug the hell out of this. I did. Uh, if you want to hear more about my impressions, you can go to my uh, review. It's on uh, the YouTube channel and in other places. But it's a fantastic game across the board. It's one of the highest rated games of this year. That's, uh, it's on the Switch, right? It's on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, you can only get it on the Switch. It is absolutely fantastic. You'll have a lot of fun. It's well worth uh, whatever price tag they put on it. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, it's only sixty. Only, only. I, I isn't that, isn't that the standard for like most games? It is the standard, yeah. but but the amount of content you get in here, it's it's exceptional. Uh, give me the game. I don't know, add a DLC or something. But I mean, oh, no, that, don't, that no, would no be show. nice. If they had the nice. audacity, so this game is 120. Like, I'm not, I'm not. Uh, there's 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 no there's no quick action for like I'm not buying this game like there used to be for I'm not accepting this phone call. Yeah, right. You can't just be like I'm not I'm not I'm, taking I'm, that yeah, off the hook. Hang, hang <laughs> the receiver on this. Game. You're like I'm not buying this game. I can't even like TV off. Like no, it's not. Uh, so uh, number my second pick for yes. top number games two. of 2017 is kind of out of nowhere because a lot of people might complain about this one, but it's called Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, I remember you talking about this one. I don't really remember. I haven't had the chance to review it on the show yet, but uh, okay. that review maybe will be next week or or something some we other can, time. But it'll, it it's up on the else. chamber, so it's in the chamber. I'm ready to, to fire when oh, ready. Sorry, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, let's do it. It's a absolutely fantastic world. Another uh, another ga- video game where it has this crazy world where it's a, it's a JRPG, mm-hmm. but the world is essentially made up of these big giant titans i mean massive massive titans that you are oh, and yeah, entire and they, civilizations and they, and they, exist on I remember their this. backs they attack and they're naked and they eat people no no okay that, that that's one? attack on titan ah yes oh, wait, oh, no, those wait. are humans these titans are are sort of like in the shape of different mystical animals so there's one titan where ah, i remember this one yes and they fall whale. from the sky and you climb in them and they can walk alongside you like pets and they fight I think that's Voltron. Uh, that, no, no, <laughs> they're no. bigger than that. They're Titanfall, actually they're actually maybe. way bigger than that. They're like the size of a, of a continent. Each Titan. Really? Oh, are they like? Yeah, they are. So are you climbing them and trying to kill them to save your dead girlfriend? Yes, that's right. And then it turns out she didn't want you anyway. <laughs> she didn't want you anyway. No, that, You're that, just killing gods. They're actually bigger than that. <laughs> they're way bigger than that. Uh, I remember. Yes, they come out of the mess. fountains and they've got big boobs and they give you. Um, no. No, no, no. They're, they're with still, the pointy ears and the that that ungrateful chick who keeps still getting kidnapped way, by the pig. They're way bigger now. You have to think really, really big, dude. Really big. All right. Um, but fanta- fantastic game. Uh, okay, they sell. They send that silver guy to like eat planets. Oh uh, yeah. I, I, I've I've got. We've, that's not even there funny you, anymore. You, you yeah, right. You are at the level. Of, All right. I was trying where? so hard. The comedy died like thirty seconds ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny. Yeah. Continue un- so, un- un- unfettered, please. So, if you enjoy really fantastical, well-developed worlds, amazing storylines, uh, really fun, really addictive, com- uh, intricate, very, very intricate, very multi-layered combat system, uh, this is definitely the game for you. The only bad thing about this game is the voice acting, bad and thing. it can get pretty bad in grading, but everything else about this game is some of the best RPG stuff you can get anywhere okay. all right cool. the worlds are absolutely it's just you can go inside one titan is a it's a whale and you go inside the whale and i don't even want to begin to describe what's inside that a whale whole lot of but there, there's an entire city inside the whale yeah. and its skin is translucent and then when it surfaces from the cloud sea the sun will shine through its skin and you can look up at the ceiling where you're thinking you're in a cave but all of a sudden the sun is like beaming and glowing through its skin as you're looking from the inside of a whale. That's trippy. 
Yeah, that, is, I was gonna wild. say that, that that's that's tripped out. From everything I'm, I know that about sounds whales, cool. it'd be like plankton and fish guts and and a, and a, and a smell. And Jonah and it's, Pinocchio. Yeah, that, them guys yeah. just in there playing. Just poker. in there playing poker. You have to play and find out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What, so without, what? without further ado, number one. Ooh, number one. Uh, you uh, know, surprise, uh, surprise. Uh, it's uh, the Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Of course, yes. Uh, as that. the number one game of 2017. Uh, I'm glad I already blew the uh, the big boobs fountain woman joke. Yes. Yep. Yes, uh, you did. Yep. No, ah. no rupees for you. Ah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But uh, I Let's mean, go smash some things, make yes. it feel better. Maybe we'll find some more rupees after. It's a good call. Oh, there it's we go. Good hey, f- find some pots. Chop yeah. down some grass. I'm gonna set a bush on. Uh, I mean, there there isn't much more for me to say about this other than it is one of the best games, not only of this year, but of probably the last 10 or more years. This is one of those games that only come once every every so often and you have to you have to play this game in order to really experience it it's just absolutely wild don't spoil anything don't watch videos of other people playing or anything like that and think that you're going to get your fill it's really something that you have to just play through cuz it's so immersive you get you get a horse and then you can oh, well, do I'm, something. I'm in right there. If I get a horse, you, 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 can put, you can put like an apple in your hand, and then your horse will just eat it from your hand, and then hearts will fly up your horse's. It will fly off of its head because it has love for because you just hand like fed it. I feel like you're very bad at selling this game. It's so good. <laughs> well, if you, you, wanna, you can get a boomerang. Feed horses. You can get a boomerang. Yes. And then you hit a button to throw it, and then it comes back to you. But. Like, you like won't. You won't automatically catch it, unless you hit another button to catch it. So it will hit you in the face. It will go flying off into uh. the into the want the yonders. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Don't don't let, let you stick to your day job. You it's are not awesome. selling me on this. It's like, can you do cool stuff? Well, I can feed a horse. <laughs> I can miss catching a boomerang. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the game is Zelda Breath of the Wild, and everyone else has good reasons why you should play it. So give it a shot. All right, yep. thank you, thank you very much, Johnny. That was the top ten games of 2017. Top I, five. however, want to run down a different list. Oh, my yeah. top twenty, my top movies of 2017. I'll be quick with these, but I just want to get some per, some some opinions around the room because starting off, we got Dunkirk. Dunkirk was the story about the uh, retreat, uh, surprisingly, from Dunkirk at the end of World War, towards the end of World War uh, One, I, I believe it was, and uh, Tom Hardy. Uh, I'm sorry, two, one. World War Two. Oh, biplanes. Yeah, I thought it was World War One as well. Was it World War One? Yeah. Her yeah. tiebreaker. World War One. I. I mean, Germans were still being fought, so you know, yes, give they, or take. I thought it was two. No, no. Uh, Wonder Woman took place at two. Yeah. Wonder Woman was one. Wonder Woman was. Wonder Woman was. Wonder Woman. All right, look, was World look. War at, at some point, Hit, at some World point, Hitler uh, slap boxed the Kaiser and Godzilla ate them both. Well, this one had Churchill, right? Churchill's World War Two. Churchill's World War. Damn it! Look, you know what? I'm gonna look this up right Let's now. But I'm up. talking about Dunkirk with, uh, of all people, Harry Styles in the movie. Uh, Harry Styles and um, Tom Hardy yep. playing very different, um, unrelated characters. Uh, but and still, directed by oh, directed by Christopher Nolan. Yep, this was his big movie um, that he uh, 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 really like his his pet project. He really wanted to um, to uh, have the story presented to the people because he felt very close to it. And I was like, okay, you know what? Pet projects are usually kind of if you're going to get really deep into yourself, and you may even bore cats a little. I'm not going to fault you. That's your um, uh, that's your you know prerogative and stuff. World War Two. Johnny was right. Mm-hmm. I could have sworn World War One because I remember uh, the bi. Well, anyways, uh, World War Two movie, which 
was shown from very different perspectives. I love this. I love the way it was, it was it was played out because it's not just well we're going into battle we're great armies fighting and stuff. This is a story about retreat. Yep. They are leaving because they've been outgunned. They're being overtaken by the German forces, and they each they they need to find ways to get um well back to away out of hostile land safely and it's told from very interesting points of view because it's not just well you know we did a great job soldiers now we got to get out it's like no everyone's like holy crap we are effed let's blow how are we gonna get out of here and it starts off with one soldier his entire platoon is, his entire platoon is killed how does he how does he himself gonna get the hell out of here uh tom hardy is a pilot who after um, pulling what is a heroic act ends up kind of screwed. What's going to happen with him? How is he going to make it out? Cillian Murphy plays the guy who got out, and then his um, his uh, mode of transportation was taken away. How is he going to make it back? Mm. All the while, there are other um, uh, characters being presented. It's not just one movie with a central sp- uh, protagonist. Uh, it's the story of several different people involved in this one major event, and it's yeah. done. It's told really well. Each of these stories is like really just emotionally wrenching yeah, essentially three different perspectives on three different timelines that's what really that's like the bread and butter of this is mm-hmm. that it's showing I think, I think four actually because Celia Murphy's is tied into another one I thought it was well Celia Murphy was the, oh, okay. uh, was the officer going one way and then he interacted with the civilians going the other way so it it just got more complicated than I thought it was. Yeah, it's it's all <laughs> over the place, and you think, okay, this person found found their path. Something like it's just it it, it got me it, to that degree where I'm yeah. just like, I went in thinking, eh, it's gonna be another boring war movie. Maybe a lot of people like it. I guess it'll just be really well acted and stuff. And I'm just like, no, this is oh shit. Oh damn, they're hoes. This guy's hoes too. Them over there, screw them. That right there, that moment, that yeah, I was dead. Well, and the whole thing was just—it's yeah. it, one that really keeps you on your toes, and you think this is going to be the most boring, like old school war movie, and everything invests you in all the characters, <laughs> and they keep introducing new people and new elements, and great performance work from everybody, including yeah. one dude who's not even a singer, one dude who's like known as, who's known right now as one of the best actors out out there, and he's he hardly says like three lines, <laughs> but. Everything came across so damn well. Dunkirk has to be seen. Also, next up on the list, um, and this one is just for you, my friend. Oh. Logan. Logan. Logan, the story yeah. of old, decrepit Wolverine. And, old, and a broken down, crotchety Wolverine. Old, given up on life Wolverine. And I a mentioned senile, that because. A very senile. Uh, Professor X. A, Professor X, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew you'd care specifically about this one because you've modeled your style after, uh, after <laughs> <laughs> Logan in this movie. <laughs> I got my mutton chops. <laughs> this man, extra, 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 extra furry these days. Hey, Logan is very short. Lo- uh, yes, that as he well. He represents. Yes. As well, yes. So if anyone's happy to see him being played by six foot nine, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> is he six foot nine? No, 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 no. Hugh Jackman's what, six one? He's not that tall. He should be like five foot two or something like that. Yeah, right? he's, he's taller than he should be. Wolverine's 5'4". 5'4", right? That's my height, exactly. So, yeah. I'm almost positive. All right. Then. I am the Wolverine. Yeah. Then hating Hugh Jackman because he beat him out on that audition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, it's, it's the story, though, of Wolverine, which you finally get to see Wolverine being an actual character. Not He's not the, the Wolverine, the creature. He's not the wild animal, the beast that was found by Professor X and had to be tamed. And he's not this old guy perving on the young-ass Jean Grey. Yeah, like, like he was. <clears throat> or, in, or young-ass everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hugh Jackman is 6'2". 
Okay. All right, six two playing five two. Deal with that. Uh, he, but his performance as Logan was very, it was gripping. It was powerful. He plays a man you honestly believe has, well, has not given up on life purely by um, like obligation. He wants to, he's tired, he can't because he's mm-hmm. sworn to protect his friend and his life, uh, he, the life of uh, another of his allies is pretty much in his hand all the time. So he's got to do things like get the crappy job uh, to to make a uh, little more than minimum wage to keep them alive and on the run and, and supporting them. And the whole thing is beautifully presented in uh, a, a more often than not depressing uh, yep. story uh, than the action story I think we expected. Or, the, I mean, it's the story of Old Man Logan, but an alternate take on it. And the Old Man Logan story from the comics we know of involves a lot of Marvel characters from Wolverine's lifetime uh, showing up. The Hulk. Um, there's an incest story with, like, they, they, uh, he and She-Hulk create these uh, evil kids that end up running amok. There's all types of, like, uh, death and introduction of uh, old characters that we know and see horrible things. It, it's just very complex, and this was a completely different take, complex in its own, and also you got to see Wolverine cutting off people, because... <laughs> The main complaint throughout the previous X-Men movies and uh, the previous Wolverine uh, starring, you know, centric movies were that he's not like killing folks. Wolverine's known as one of the most violent, bloody. He's he's brutal. Yes, indeed. um, Characters in the Marvel Universe. So this was a refreshing take in a really deep story, Hmm. which was just beautiful. It's Logan. And then on a completely different note, um, Get Out. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, Get Out oh, was yeah. such a beautiful movie. So yeah. good. So good. Yeah. Now, my, you guys saw Get Out? Oh yeah. Uh, it's probably the most tension-heavy movie I've seen in a very long time. Just, just tension. That right. that was the movie incarnate. It was just tension. It was Absolutely. A pitch perfect. It was. I loved it because it was a pitch perfectly crafted film. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. single choice was deliberate and executed perfectly. Mm. Like every single thing was so spot on. The acting was spot on. All the camera angles were spot on. The music, yes, like music everything. was well done too. Excuse me, the soundtrack in this was very well chosen. Yep. And I love the composer's choice of uh, in the beginning of the movie, uh, like the the overture of the film. Oh yeah, um, was it Childish Gambino's? Um, were they using the Swahili instead of like to like build the tension? Because like so many movies, you like they use, it's a trope. They use say people singing in Latin or Italian or something, mm-hmm. you know, like choral languages, like yeah. to like build tension. It's like, we don't know what they're saying, but it's in a language we don't understand and it's ancient and it's ominous and they used Swahili. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought that was like, this was, this was, this was choice, man. Was and choice. very surprising because it's the first mil- the first uh, uh, film production by Jordan Peele. Yep. Yep. Who we've known up until this point as a comedian. As a comedian. And everyone yep. was really worried about whether or not he could pull off this kind of story. It's anything but comedy. And it was actually a really good movie. It's a, it's a suspense and borderline horror movie with comedic elements. Yep. And I think it was done a great disservice because the awards were uh, touting it as a comedy. Yep, definitely wasn't. Mm. It did have good, uh, the comedy that was in it was fantastic. The comedy that was on. in it was, but it was clever comedy. It, it was, wasn't. It wasn't a yeah. comedy though. Yeah. Like genre-wise, it was nowhere even close to being comedy. These were a, these were yeah. lighter moments yeah, in, in a, a, a dark, yeah. suspenseful movie. Yeah. And as a uh, veteran of several interracial relationships, um, it really <laughs> it, it was it was it was it was true. 
I've been on the other side. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Right, right there. Right, right, there. Up, right up. And I was watching it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm so it's sorry. like, oh man, the flashbacks. <laughs> oh, God. oh God, why? Please stop, family. Oh, stop talking. Like, that's why she was having me drink that tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a great picture that was very, um, no one expected anything from this. Like I said, comedian uh, as the writer producer. Uh, actors that um, you don't really see that often. I recall. Um, the father I had seen once before. It was Bradley Whitford. Yeah. And and, and Catherine Keener. Yes. And he, w- Bradley Whitford, I've only seen in, did you ever watch The Mentalist? Yep. He was also in uh, The West Wing. And he, yeah, no, nobody watches those. Yeah, but everybody saw freaking, uh, what the heck's that Adam Sandler movie? Not Adam Happy Sandler Gilmore, movie? the other one. Billy Madison? Yes. He's the bad guy in Billy Madison. He's Eric. Wait, wasn't that? That's, nah. No, that was Shooter McGavin. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, that's Happy Gilmore. <laughs> that's Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, no. I'm, I'm sorry. That's that's blasphemous mixing yeah. those two up. Um, I did. I don't. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the main the main guy. I'm gonna look him up because he uh, was an actor I didn't recognize, but I didn't realize I'd, I'd seen his face before. He's British, right? He is British. Yeah. Yes, I had seen him in an episode of Doctor Who. Well. Um, one of my favorite episodes because it's one of the bottle episodes mm-hmm. where it's just David Tennant. It's just the tenth Doctor off on his own. Mm-hmm. You know, he's between um, companions, and they had this the uh, the, the single serving companions. And this was one of my favorites. Very simple cast, um, and the Doctor out in the middle of a desert. Oh, they are, you're right. Yep, they're on a bus that gets stranded, yep. literally ten feet from salvation. Yep, but they cannot move Indeed. that ten feet. Yep, and the whole thing takes place with them stranded on a bus, and then in this yes. desert nowhere, and it's awesome. Yeah, and there's a young chubby black kid in there. <laughs> chubby black kid and he grew up to be <laughs> he grew up to be the star of one of the biggest movies of 2017 it was, so good. Uh, it was just a damn uh, his name is Daniel Kaluuya and uh, he played Chris and it was just a great performance especially when there's a scene in the movie where he's in a chair and he's immobilized he can't move and you just see like the tears well up in his face and I'm just like that is fantastic acting mm-hmm. and uh, obviously he lost a lot of weight as well because <laughs> yeah. he was just a punchy kid from, the, from this episode of Doctor Who but it was beautiful um, next up on my list is one uh, I hope you guys go, go go with me on this one Stephen King's It oh yeah I dug it yep Stephen I King's super dug it yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did I okay I'm glad I'm not alone in this because yeah. Herb was hating nah I loved it <laughs> This was the uh, 2017 remake of the first part of Stephen King's two part miniseries from 92 I want to say 90 1990? Yeah, because it takes place in like... 27 years ago. Yeah. 27 years ago from yeah. 2017. Okay, yeah, so 1991. 1990 or 91. Good yeah. call. From way back when. Yeah. From way back way in the back days. Back when I, I remember when Pepperidge Farm used to sell it. No. Um, <laughs> it was just a great update of this classic story <laughs> and presented well. They took out a lot of the cornier elements and a lot of the more suspect elements that really wouldn't have let them... Uh, put this mm. on on the big screen. The mm. <clears throat> the kid already seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a lot of a lot of a lot of ridiculous elements from this original story, uh, from the original book that were taken out. But still, this uh, version was more true to the book than the original 1991 version. I think that may have just been a sign of the times, but it was really well presented and a lot of great acting by kids, which is something you're seeing more and more. So it's not as much of a rarity as it used to be, but it's still damn impressive because these are young actors who are giving good performances. Oh, is it Finn Wolfhard? Is that his name? 
he played Richie, but he was also the dude from the Kid from Stranger Things. Oh, he's yeah, got like the I, ridiculous I, Viking I, I, name. I, 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 know, I know who you're talking about. Little, little Mikey from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. He was Richie. Yeah, he was Richie. Uh, he goes from being Beep. like the, the leader um, the leader and more level-headed one to yeah. the, the outright perv. The in mouth, in yeah. Stephen King. yeah. Uh, but Stephen King's It, great performance, great use of effects. We we raved about it when we did our review and a lot of it was a lot of mixed feelings because a lot of people are really tied to the original miniseries like that was the right way to do it that was the proper way like that's a 30 year old movie no one's seeing that now it was, and this it was, was kind of corny very kind of kind of meth being very nice hey man, I, don't I, necessity. I like corny I don't yeah. Necessity. Yeah. but it was a very good adaptation in my opinion i love the crap out of this movie the mm -hmm. acting was great the effects were ridiculous very stylistic but the effects did it did bother me a little bit. Not that it was bad; it was just unnecessary. I felt in some some elements you of did, it. But, but you did, but you were you were nitpicking stuff like, well, you know, when I watch this and I slow down the frames, I can see a quick <laughs> jump cut here, and I'm like, what are you? <laughs> My only complaint is yeah. that in the so in the miniseries, the, the 90s miniseries, mm -hmm. and uh, actually in the book too, yeah. there's a lot of uh, not seeing, which adds to the terror because there's mm -hmm. you know the, the book very very much draws from Stephen King's like Lovecraftian style of horror. It's very mm -hmm. much like the thing underneath that, you know, devours you and you never see it and it just it takes you in well, and it plays thing. on fear. Yeah. And there's a little too much showing. That was my only yeah. complaint. There was yeah. a little too much it like mm -hmm. like instead of grabbing uh what the heck's his name? Uh well Georgie. Georgie uh, instead of just again, grabbing yeah. Georgie and having the blood show and having him disappear, mm -hmm. you see like the first thing you see is the instant transformation from the clown to the monster. Yeah. And that uh, was a little bit of a bummer because mm -hmm. I wanted a tiny bit more of a build up for um, it. I disagree yep. with you there. I thought that part was awesome. See, so many people dug it. And I like, thought that part was, was awesome cool, because it, was cool. it, it, it showed it's a movie that's not afraid to show little kids in peril. Yep. And to show children being harmed. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent, proponent of that in any way. But I'm just I'm just emphasizing that this is a movie where you think, oh, I guess it's gonna, oh, I guess that kid's, oh, they're gonna go off screen and stuff. And yeah. It's like, oh, it shows that it's it, it's not afraid to be extremely brutal. Yeah. And they, these kids are in real terror when you see them actually being hurt on camera. Right, yeah, I mean that does make sense. Like the yeah. whole theme of the the film is fear, and mm -hmm. like it 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 gives you the base of fear. But yeah. for me, not yeah. seeing the thing is more scary than seeing the thing. Uh, so. Just prior to the nibbling, it was really <laughs> good build up. Though. Really, really good. good. The acting up. on that part, yep. and just just how uh, 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 Pennywise yeah. sort of how Pennywise behaved, and knowing you know, because I already knew what Pennywise was, because I saw you know the the 1990 whatever mm -hmm. uh, thing I knew what Pennywise was and then seeing the acting there and how Pennywise so was behaving, 90s band, yes. it it fit in knowing what the what it was mm -hmm. and just it was fantastic acting yeah. right there oh, and in that like what 20 second 30 yeah. second yeah. segment I thought they really just cut the kid's arm off like, okay action <laughs> whack go <laughs> 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 so, Good job, Billy. Sausages. Have some ice cream. I have sausages. <laughs> His mom was like, "But, but, but, you signed a contract, lady." <laughs> All right, Stephen King's It I thought was 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 phenomenal, and there were a couple of things I wanted to throw on here that I that I didn't because some of them are obvious, some of them are great. You know, there's pictures with Meryl Streep. There's um, uh, pictures by Guillermo del Toro. All these things could have been easy contenders. But nine, my number one is something that no one saw, or at least no one expected anything from, and few saw, and was just such a surprise that I had to put it on the list and I'm not I'm not afraid to put it at number 1 because if you see it you'll understand why you have no idea I have no idea I have no I'm idea excited. I'm excited Happy Death Day 
Oh. Happy Death Day was a movie that seemed a lot like, oh, it's going to be a schlock horror film. So I guess they're releasing this thing for a kick crash gabbit around Halloween. It's going to be this kind of nothing um, uh, fourth or fifth generation attempt at ripping off Scream. And instead, it turned out to be a really cleverly written um, freaking hilarious and ultimately very satisfying uh, pseudo-slasher movie. And hmm. I say pseudo-slasher because it has all the elements of a slasher movie. And you expect people just going to die left and right and stuff. And it actually turned out to be a uh, very entertaining story about one girl coming to grips with the fact that she's a horrible person. Um, uh, that being a serial killer <laughs> driving her <laughs> to that realization <laughs> and then her eventually uh, taking steps uh, to correct that about herself all in a Groundhog Day like uh, scenario and throughout Wait, the really? movie absolutely <laughs> alright that, that and, sells it for me <laughs> and they acknowledge in the picture that this is a lot like, this is like Groundhog Day isn't it and then my, that's my favorite scene that's, like, that's, that's a spoiler but it's been months um, they're like, this is this is just like that movie Groundhog Day. Could that be? And she's like, what? What's what's that? And I'm like, you've never seen one of the most famous Bill Murray movies ever. He's like, but I don't watch movies. What? What's for nerd? And you're like, oh, I, I get it. I guess there is a horrible classification of purple that per- person that may not have seen that movie, and you are one of. Them. Nice. But the whole thing, like, eventually they explain why she's going through reliving every day, and it's really interesting the way they hmm. work that in. And then also there's the killing, freaking entertaining, Hooray! left and right, brutal. And what I love about this is, unlike Groundhog Day, they work this in as a story element. She retains damage throughout the days. So oh, if she breaks oh. her leg one day, she wakes up with like the damage the next day, the bruising, all this stuff, and it's detrimented. So there is a time limit to all this because eventually her body's just going to like break down into nothing. And it's awesome because she has to use all these to her advantage. She has to find people that are related and it becomes like a detective thing where she has to figure out, okay, I need to incorporate this person and tell them this, but not Mm. this, and then see if I can save. And she tries to save people. She tries to, uh, it's just, it becomes kind of a chess game, which you didn't expect because again, the movie's called Happy Death Day. It's true. You don't really expect much out of that. Absolutely not. And I walked in like, okay, let me watch this bullshit so I can do the review. And I walked out like, yo! (laughs) So it was just such a damn good time and I highly recommend it. And the thing is, nobody saw it before we did the review. After we did the review, I went and checked out other reviews online. It got nothing but raves on podcasts and newspapers, everything. And still, I know so many people have not seen it, even in this room. I Johnny, you it. fit. I, I know. I was there. I remember you praising it, and it's on my to-do list, but... To, for you to put it at number one for all totally. of last year, I gotta watch it. it was, I, that's I, I just Is it streaming anywhere? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. If, if, right. if not, you can probably find it. I, I feel like it, it's probably playing at, like, the Somerville or Kendall because cool. movies play there for, like, eight months after they, they go out everywhere else. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. That yeah. super sounds like something that it was both of us su- would be It was into. such a good movie, such a surprisingly good movie. And mind you, I'm putting this over Fast and Furious 8. <laughs> <laughs> Which, as we all know, I would love to have at my top of every year list, but keep things in perspective. Have a Fast yeah. and a Furious every year. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're it's able a, to to restrain year. yourself just yeah. a little bit. I'm yeah. not going to say it wasn't tough, but I thank you, sir. It was it was a struggle. Uh, but that's going to be it. We have gone over time, so I want to thank Sorry. you all for watching. Hopefully, you were catching us on uh, twitch.tv slash thegeekdown, but if you weren't, you can catch us every oh, excuse me, every show, uh, every you can catch us broadcasting there live. <laughs>
every Monday nights, <laughs> 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But also, you can listen to us on WEMF Radio slash live every Monday nights, 9 p.m. Also, check out our show page there. You find links to our other avenues, being Facebook. Uh, find us and subscribe. Uh, follow us, like us, all that good stuff on Facebook, on Twitter. You search The Geek Down, we come right up. YouTube, you can find all our videos. All you need to search is Geek Down. All the latest are going up there, including this show. And, jeez, dude, SoundCloud, iTunes, we are all over the mother. And if you yeah. don't want to go to any of those avenues, but you have questions, you have comments, you have criticisms, you want to chime in on what was great and what was not for 2017, all that stuff, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. And, dude, finally, I want to thank you all for watching and listening. We'll be right here. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, I want to say... Thank you very much. Thank you, to man. Mef. Always a pleasure. And Holy Crow, you're always welcome back. Thanks, man. Yep, check them out at holycrowart.com and High Energy, High Energy Vintage Yep. at 429 Somerville Ave in Somerville, Massachusetts. Just Johnny? Yep. A pleasure working with you another year, sir. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Can't wait. DJ Herbie Herb! What? My man. <laughs> all right, and thank you. We'll catch you all on Same Bad Time, Same Bad Channel. Until then, be excellent to each other. Already on, dude. Peace. W-E-M-F. <laughs> 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 <laughs>